Cody, it's uh, it's Thursday, and uh, I think the, really the, the big story here is it's it's uh, it's early. Yeah, it is. This, this is before eleven a.m. That we're uh, this is a sports writer's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, uh, that we are uh, taping uh, the Rocktown Sports Pod, uh, Rockingham County's only all local sports podcast. I'm Jim Sacco, editor here at the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg, Virginia, joined by Cody Elliott, who is the uh, the preps writer here at the paper and is not a fan of his new coin term Kodrick <laughs> in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's just now it's just all about basketball as we enter the Virginia high school league state tournaments. And, and let's just, I, I got no jokes. I have no anything other than the fact that I'm still drinking my wake up in the morning coffee. So we'll just start with the high school boys class two real quick. Radford, uh, plays Central Wise at Roanoke College on Friday, mm-hmm. on Friday at 5 p.m. Gate City is at Virginia High in Bristol playing Glenver at 7 p.m. And now we get into our locals and local-ish. Uh, John Marshall, who mind-bogglingly is, is uh, class two and probably the, uh, the, no pun intended here, the class of class two, uh, hosts, well, kind of hosts, Stewart's Draft at Huguenot High School at 8 p.m. Uh, Friday night. I mean, John Marshall is uh, only has two losses on the year, if I'm not mistaken, and they're both out-of-state opponents. Yeah, one of them's to Sierra Canyon, which is where LeBron James and Dwayne Wade's sons play. Yeah, so. and, and <laughs> the uh, other one's to a team from Georgia. And they're going to play that kitschy Stewart's draft, a uh, ridiculous offense. Uh, how do you? I mean, what, what's? I mean, what does Stewart's draft got to do to to pull off this upset? Oh man, I I don't know what they have to do. Maybe hope that the the John Marshall bus breaks down on the way to the gym or something. Um, I mean, it, it's a huge task. And um, credit to draft. I mean, Mike Gale and them after the game last week against East Rock, they played really well against East Rock, and um, I thought really showed that they're more than just their. Uh, three-point shooting, kind of high-flying offense they've been in the past years. They really kind of looked more like a, an all-around good basketball team, um, even though obviously they still put up big numbers. Um, but, yeah, this is this couldn't be a worse matchup for them. And, um, you know, especially – I mean, for anyone in the state, especially in the first round, but especially for draft with the way they play – you're talking about John Marshall, um, who is averaging you know over 100 points a game in the playoffs against uh, standard defenses. They're winning games. You know, I think their first round game was 106 to 23. Oh, Second man. one was 100 something to 50 something. So they could drop a buck 50. Yeah. So we're talking. I mean, yeah, against sort of draft, we're you know we're talking. There could be a lot of points put up quickly. Um, there's a lot of Division One talent on that roster, and um, a lot of height, and a lot of size, and a lot of athleticism, and. Um, it's just going to be a really tough matchup for them. And then, and moving forward um, into the semifinal round and the championship round, which is where I expect them to be, um, it's going to be pretty much a tough matchup for everybody. And the winner of this game uh, gets the winner of East Rockingham versus Brunswick. That game's at 7 p.m. That game is at Spotswood High School. Uh, so that semifinal kind of has that state championship feel to it, not taking anything away from Radford, Central Rise, Gate City, or Glenver, but it just kind of seems like, that's the way this is going. You know, East Rock, what do we know about Brunswick, I guess, is the, the first question I got for you. Uh, Brunswick is a team that's uh, another really athletic group um, that ha- has some size as well. Um, I was talking to Kerry Keys, and he said he, that they have a center who's, um, I believe, 6'10", 285. Oh um, so that, that sounds more like a football player that's playing basketball. But, uh, yeah, so they, they've got some size and some athleticism there. Um, they actually played John Marshall tight. Going into the fourth quarter, they were only down three points. And then John 
Brian Marshall pulled away and ended up winning by 26 or 27. Um, so they, they certainly have the ability to, to play pretty well. And, um, you know, I think for East Rock, it's just a matter of, you know, staying locked in and, and playing as well as they did against sort of draft. Every time draft made a run last week, um, East Rock seemed to have an answer. Um, you know, Tice McNair got in foul trouble, and, and Kyle Evick stepped up, hit seven threes, had 31 points. Um, and Tyler Nickel did what he's done all year. I've said it multiple times on here is when, when the lights are on and when it's a big game, I mean, he comes to play and he steps up and he respond. He's responded every single time. And now, I mean, now's the perfect time for him to respond. And, um, you know, not looking past Brunswick, but, you know, if they beat Brunswick and then they get to a John Marshall on Tuesday, um, you know, that's the type of game where Tyler Nickel can – I mean, he's already exploded on the scene, but that's the type of name where we're talking, you know, not only statewide but nationwide. He's going to get some attention if he's able to lead East Rock to an upset of them. Um, you know, the, I think, you know, when you look at it, you mentioned that that's kind of like a championship game, and I agree because when you look across Class 2 this year, I think everybody, um, for the most part, across the state agrees right now that East Rock and, and John Marshall have been the two best teams. Um, unfortunately, the way the VHSL bracket worked out, they're on the same side. So, um, you know, East Rock has to get through Friday, though. And like I said, I don't think Brunswick is a walk in the park by any means and a, and a surefire win. I think it's going to be a tough test for them and, and a good way to kind of see where they are headed into Tuesday. You, you, you talk about Tyler Nickel and, you know, when the bright lights come on and the spotlight being on him. But, you know, you got to like to see that a, a kid like Evick come out there in a, in, in a, in a regional championship game. Uh, you know, known more as a role player and maybe like a third, fourth scoring option to come out there and drop seven threes, drop a career high 31 points uh, to really give that team a boost. Yeah, what I like the most about Kyle's game on Saturday was that, in, you know, he na- naturally most of the year he's kind of stood in the corner. Um, him and Cooper Keys have both kind of been just kind of spot up shooters and really just caught passes from Tyler Tice when they drive and, and things like that, and that's certainly still probably their primary role. But what I liked about the game against Draft was he he was a lot more aggressive. He he was getting off the dribble, getting to the rim. Um, I mean, Kyle Evick's six foot seven himself, so it's not like he doesn't have the size advantage against a lot of teams. So. I like the fact that he was taking it to the rim, using that size. Also, was shot well from the outside. It was just a good all-around game for him, and you know they're going to need that moving forward. And um, as Kerry said in, in my story a couple of days ago about Cooper Keys, his son, they're going to need you know big performances out of him. Um, you know, it's going to have to be a total team effort if this team wants to um, get back to the state championship game again. And uh, semifinals will be on Tuesday. The championship game will be March twelfth at VCU's Siegel Center. Uh, at 2.30 p.m. Let's jump over to the Class 2 girls, if you don't mind, Cody. Uh, real quick here, Floyd County versus Gate City. That's at Auburn High School Friday at 6 p.m. Union and Mar- Union versus Martinsville at the uh, UVA-Y. is a great facility down there at UVA-Y, so it is about an hour and a half, hour off the interstate. Uh, that's at uh, 6 p.m. as well. Uh, Thomas Jefferson versus Strasburg at Huguenot Huguenot High School at 6 p.m. And then uh, the local team is the LeRae Girls, winners of, what, 23, 24 straight? Yeah, 24 straight now, yep. Winners of 24 straight, hosting Pocasson. Pocosin, excuse me, I should have that right by this point in my career here in Virginia, uh, at Page County at 6.30 p.m. I, I don't think it's folly to say this LeRae team is probably one of the hottest girls basketball team in, in the area. Yeah, and the way they've done it has been just incredible to, to see because, um, 
uh, just about every game for the past two months, it seems like, has been come down to the wire. Um, they had, you know, a regional semifinal against Page County. The gym's packed. Two rivals there, obviously, as we know, with Page and Larray. Um, and Paige led from start to finish, and Emily Weekly gets the inbounds pass, down one with a couple seconds left drives. You know, everybody knows Emily Weekly's been the, the regional player of the year, the district player of the year. She's the stud of that team, and she makes the team first play, passes out to the corner. Amber Tharp hits a three at the buzzer, um, and it, it, you know, clinches their state berth, keeps their season alive, sends them to the regional championship game. Then you get there, and the whole first half is a complete struggle. They were not able to get anything going offensively. Um, you know, they're getting frustrated. The fans are frustrated. All kinds of stuff's going on. And next thing you know, the second half, it was like a, a, a switch was flipped, and um, Brindley Burrell gets hot there in the in the third quarter. Um, weekly starts getting to the line in the fourth, and uh, they ended up pulling out a one-point win. Um, and, and, you know, first regional championship since 2014. So it's just been a really a roller coaster ride for that team and a lot of thrilling wins. And it and it's almost seems like it's got a sense of, you know, a little bit of a magical ride to it a little bit just because of how close every game has been and, and how they've been able to pull it out um, even when their backs are against the wall. And so, you know, I think, you know, going into Friday at Pocosin, um Pocosin's only got eight players, um, doesn't have much depth. Uh, has some size, has some athleticism, but Larray really enters that one as the favorite. And um, when you, then once you get there, you're into the semifinal round. And I feel like once you get to that final four, you know anything can happen. And uh, so the winner of that one uh, gets uh, the Thomas Jefferson Strasburg winner uh, on Tuesday in the state semifinals. The championship game is also March 12th at VCU Siegel Center, 12:30 p.m. So uh, get your driving uh, thumbs ready. Everybody, you got an early morning to head down to Richmond. Hey, let's go to Class 3 girls. Uh, this is probably the most intriguing bracket, in, in my honest opinion, Cody. You'll you'll agree or disagree with me on that one. The quarterfinals Friday, Lakeland at Brentsville District, or Lake, Lakeland versus Brentsville District at Kings Fork. Uh, and then on the same side of that bracket is Spotswood versus Abingdon. That game is at East Rock High School at 7 p.m. This is a nice battle of mid-major Signees at Abingdon, you got a point guard, Peyton Carter, who's going to Tennessee Tech, uh, who some down in Southwest Virginia are saying might might be a better high school point guard than here's a familiar name for Harrisburg than Logan Reynolds, who when she was at Central Wise down there, uh, who's really running a really good Abingdon show. I don't know too much after that what the what the the, the role player situation is. Uh, and then you got Spotswood, you got Stephanie Odekirk, who is signed, inked, and ready to go to James Madison University next year. Uh, who's got some really good role players, well, not even role players. I mean, she's got some good secondary, thirdary scoring options around here with Mackenzie Freeze and then the notorious uh, LBH. Yeah, yeah. They, um, you know, Spots was obviously, I think, the favorite going into this tournament. But, um, you know, I, I do agree that I think this is the most from top to bottom, probably the best um, all-around bracket, I think, you know. Looking at Abington, just talking to uh, DJ Johnson, Swatswood's assistant coach the other day, he said, um, you know, their two guards are really going to be a problem for them. Um, so that'll be a fun matchup to watch because Abington has a really good backcourt. Um, you know, that a, a unit that really works well together, has played a lot of games together. And then on the other side of that, you've got another backcourt and Lexi Bennington-Horton and Mackenzie Freeze. That has just been the staple for Spotswood the past few years. So that's going to be a really fun matchup, especially with the way Spotswood likes to put pressure on the ball, apply that full-court pressure, 
and things like that. I think that's going to be a fun matchup um, that could really go a long way to determine how that game goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, from from the top to the bottom, the, there's a lot of really good teams here. Um, you know, Spotswood, like I said, I think they enter as the favorite, but if they're going to win it, they're certainly going to earn it because there's some good teams they're going to have to go through to get there. And, and looking in this bracket, I mean, you know, Turner Ashby, who, you know, I think we all agree is, you know, maybe, a, and we might be being generous here, we only say a year ahead of schedule. They might be two years ahead of schedule uh, with how young they are. Uh, they're heading down to Roanoke College with a little face, Lord Botetot, and they're on the opposite side of the bracket as, as Spotswood. So potentially, you know, we could see, you know, we're getting our head of ourselves two games, but there's that potential out there where we have a Rockingham County State Championship game. But let's go right to the first task at hand, which is uh, this young TA team with three losses on the year, all the spots would. Four. Four, four all the spots four, would. <laughs> excuse me, four losses on the year, all the spots would, uh, facing a pretty stout Lord Botetot squad. Yeah, Lord Botetot um, has reloaded again. Uh, we know they were good last year, and Spotswood was able to get past them. They were good the year before that, um, and they reloaded, and they've been just as impressive this year. Um, they've certainly got a little bit more experience than TA and probably a little more size. But then again, you know, TA has, you know, answered the bell against teams like that all year throughout their postseason run. They've beat some good teams. They they beat Western Albemarle in the first round of regionals, beat Strasville in the second round. It's been a lot of teams that really, on paper, they probably shouldn't have beat, and they, they've managed to do so. And then, uh, you know, I mentioned last week kind of, you know, and, and everybody in Bridgewater, the, the Cinderella story would be, you know, to beat Spotswood in that state championship game and finally get over the hump in that fifth game. Um and coincidentally, you know, in that regional championship game, it was a six-point game by the end of the by the end of the fourth quarter when the when the final buzzer sounded. Um, you know, TA was, you know, the fans were outside the locker room giving them a, a standing ovation and cheering for them as they came out. And you know, Spotswood was on the other end, kind of like, you know, we played a really bad game tonight, and we man, we're lucky to get out here with the win. So it was really kind of bizarre because it was one of the situations again where you have a winning team that felt like they. You know, where was acting like they had lost, and, a lo- and the losing team was felt like they had kind of won a little bit. Um, and Stephanie Odekirk has told me before she said that you know every time we play them, they seem to figure out something else a little bit more, and it gets a little closer. Um, but at the same time, they also feel comfortable and confident that they, if they clean up what they do, that that they're the better team. So um, that's a storyline that you know would be a, would be a fun one to discuss next week. You know, ahead of Friday, um, DA knows what it's got, that it's got its hands full on this Friday with uh, Lord Botetourt, but. Um, yeah, I mean, both of those teams have just been extremely impressive, and I don't think, at, you know, at the beginning of the year when we kind of sit down and talk about the teams we expect to be covering at this time, I don't think any anybody would have thought that we'd be talking about Turner Ashby girls basketball, you know, middle of March. Is it a, and I forgot who we, we, we and we, we mentioned this a lot, I want to say last year on the pod, this very same pod, the Rocktown Sports Pod, Rockham County's only a local sports podcast, I, I was it Wilson Memorial Girls that we were calling... We, and no offense, like young and dumb were, were the youth and not. We being, were taught Wilson softball. Yeah. Wilson softball. Very were, similar. Yeah. Were, were, it was just. And when we, we let's clarify, we say young and dumb. We're not obviously lobbing insults at, at these players. What we're saying is they're just they're, they're so young and they're so unused to being this far in that it's almost like they're oblivious to what's happening. And it kind of leads to good play because there's no pressure. Cause yeah. You, you don't it, realize there should be pressure. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't care. I mean, they, you know, even against spots when you just use that game and particular as an example you've got Addie Reiner and Becca Shifflett taking the ball and driving right down the lane straight at Stephanie Odekirk I mean how many opponents are going straight at Stephanie Odekirk like that not you know because you're going to get your shot blocked you're going to you know do things like that 
they, are you going to get that monster handshake? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they were just going right at her from from the start of the game to the end. And you you know, at, at times they certainly it paid off her spots because Stephanie ended up with several blocks that game. I think she had five or six for the game. But at the same time, they were able to get to the free throw line. They were able to get Stephanie in some foul trouble at times. Um, you know, they slowed the game down and it, and it threw spots where they admitted it threw them out of their loop because they never felt like they could get into a flow because the game was spent so much at the free throw line and, and you know, stopping play and things like that. So, um that's just a one game example of that. But yeah, I mean, throughout the whole year, it seems like every time when they're not supposed to win or they're not supposed to do something, um, you know, they managed to do it. I mean, against Western, they were down nine going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they come back, Gracie Moyers, um, you know, all five foot three of her. She goes up to the free throw line and goes six for six in the final minute from the free throw line to win that one. Uh, Charlottesville, same way. They, they, they hold on late in that one for a win. So every time their backs have been against the wall, they've responded and, um, you know, it's hard to, to bet against them because of the way they've answered the bell every other time. And um, they ha- they haven't lost anyone not named Spotswood. So, you know, they've, I think they've certainly got a chance. And the winner of that one takes on the winner of George Mason against Booker T. Washington. That game is at George Marshall High School also Friday at 7 p.m. And, and I'm not just saying this because it's the two local teams, but I think, when you know, we call this the most, intri- quote-unquote, the most intriguing bracket. I think those two games involving the local team, Spotswood versus Abingdon at East Rock, Lord Botetot versus Turner Ashby Roanoke College, you know, even though it is the two locals, this isn't the reason why I'm saying it, are the two most intriguing matchups there. Yeah, I talked to Chris Dotson, and he, you know, he told me he thought those were the four best teams in the state right there um, in terms of Lord Botetot, uh, Abingdon, Spotswood, and Turner Ashby. So you're looking at, you know, Fortunately, they're not on the, the same side of the bracket like East Rock and Josh, John Marshall are. But um, So hopefully we'll get to see the two best teams in the state championship game there. But, um, yeah, he, he thinks those are the four best teams. And I, I think, you know, when you look at their overall resumes, I, I think I'd have to agree with them. Um, so, you know, Friday night's going to be two really exciting semifinal match or quarterfinal matchups. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, what, what the quality of play like looks like from down in that area compared to up here and um you know it's been kind of a weird year for girls basketball because Spotswood was so dominant so it'll be interesting to see if you know the the level of play with teams like Turner Ashby is quite on on the same level as those teams down there because I think it's been kind of hard to to really get a feel for the the level of play right here just because of how dominant Spotswood has been yeah and Abingdon is kind of caught in that uh no no man's land of uh surrounded by two and one a schools Mm -hmm. Uh, despite being class three. So they're kind of locked into having to play in some lower levels, uh, which could, you know, I think once you get to this point, does pose a little bit of a problem. But if you're good, you're good. I mean, it's, but I mean, I, I think they'd like to see a little more same level, same And Spotswood has played a lot of higher up yeah, competition, exactly. especially early on. That stuff does certainly come into play here. Um, you know, I mean, Spotswood's only two losses this year are to two teams from out of state. And if you remember remember last year, their only two losses were to teams out of state. Yeah. So you're talking about a spots a team that hasn't lost to a team in the state of Virginia for the past two years. So it's pretty impressive. And those semifinals are Tuesday once again. Lakeland, Brentsville District winner against Spotswood, Abingdon winner. Lord Botetot, TA winner versus George Mason, Booker T, Washington winner. That championship game is March 13th. That's a Friday, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's at VCU Siegel Center, 6 p.m. If you don't know already, you know you need to be following Cody Elliott on Twitter at Cody underscore DNR Sports, and you need to be following on Facebook at Cody Elliott, comma, Daily News Record Sports. Yep. I guessed right uh, <laughs> to get everything and stay up to date because ain't no one does it better, man. Uh, Cody, thanks for joining us, man. Be safe travels on all your – you'll be you'll be racking up the mileage, won't you? 
Uh, not as much this week as, as it was last week, but yeah. <laughs> well, safe travels on the highways and byways of the Commonwealth, and we'll talk to you next week when we'll be previewing, hopefully, at least one state championship game. Yep.